grassland lovers, this here be the Once Upon a Time fan podcast. This be an unofficial podcast dedicated to the hit ABC TV show, Once Upon a Time. Now this here be the main show episode, where we give our further thoughts of the amazing Once Upon a Time episode we watched last Sunday. Now, if you called in or emailed in, you might be hearing your thoughts in the podcast. So keep a ready eye out for it. And now, let's take a closer look at all the Once Upon a Time treasure we found. Here is Captain and First Mate of the Once Upon a Time podcast. And now, Captain, permission to come aboard? Permission granted. Come aboard. Yep. But we're going to be searching for emerald pendants. Mm-hmm. We're very leery of those. Yep. Welcome, everyone, to another Once Upon a Time fan podcast. And we're just a flutter because today is Saturday, May 10th. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow is Sunday, May 11th. You're a genius with math. Which And thank calendars. You. And calendars. Thank you. And it's Mother's Day tomorrow. It is Mother's Day. So happy Day. Mother's Day early to happy all the mothers out there. Now, let me say it. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. I yeah. mean, all the mothers out there. Yeah, let's be careful about how we say that. <laughs> Hi, wow. Mom, if you're listening. Happy <laughs> happy Mother's Day before that. But Did you say Happy Mother's Day? Well. Anyway. But anyway, yes, tomorrow's Mother's Day, but it is also a very, very epic day. Yes. In addition to that, I mean, it's already epic because of Mother's Day, and it's just more so because... It it makes some happy and some sad. Yes. But tomorrow is the finale for season three of Once Upon a Time. I know. So... Uh. What what I do want two hours, to do, dude, two hours, two hours. Oh, now whether it's two separate episodes or not, from what I have writ- read, Adam and Eddie said the way they wrote it was for this two hour arc. So yeah. even though it's two separate episodes, they wrote it in right. a like a full. Yes, yes. So I need to play this. Hi, it's time for some Once Upon a Time news. And then I need to play this. Huge news. Massive huge news that a lot of people... Oh, gotta let it... Don't interrupt the one with me. is long. <laughs> wow. Good goodness. All right. They had a lot to play. Apparently, this is epic news. So, Once Upon a Time, Season 4 is on. Yay! It is a go. It Woo-hoo! is renewed. Yay! So, we're, we're, like, we're like a rash. We're not going anywhere. <laughs> we're going to stick with you. For another season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so hang in there with us, please, for the good and the bad and the ugly and all that. We're we're with Mm -hmm. you. So anyway, season four is a go, and there was cheers and happiness in the land. Yes. Whatever land or realm you're in. Yep. 
So that is huge, huge, big news. Yes, it is. Uh, now this here be views from the deck. Take it away, Coppin and first mate. We just rewatched Kansas. Yes, we did. And I did take some notes, and I know that you had a few things that you oh, wanted to definitely. share as well. Most definitely. My first question is, did Walsh trick Glenda? How did she know that he was a trickster? Well, it's possible that he did trick her. And it's also possible that he tricked people in Oz and they came to her for help. Because remember, she said she took Zelina to the heart of Oz. Right. Okay. Which the heart of Oz is the the sisters. Yes. Hey, okay. that's the presumption. I don't know if it's that place. I don't know if that's because we were talking about that, and it looks a little bit like Stonehenge. It did look like Stonehenge. I always, I also saw some rune like writing. Yes, exactly. On the which I noticed before too. Yes. On the on the Stonehenge tablets themselves, right? Uh, or pillars, whatever you're going to call them. The stones that make up Stonehenge, which is, by the way, the greatest henge of all. Yes. People who know Ilvis will get that. Okay. Anyway, um, so I noticed that as well. Right. But she did mention that that was the heart of Oz, which... Again, another heart. Another heart reference. But the heart of Oz is the three witches? Hmm. Is it the three witches? Is it that location? It could could be the location, which would... And does Oz, and I mean, is Oz more than just the Emerald City, which is the assumption? It's the land of Oz, but is it the whole entire area around that, or is it just the Emerald City? Well, and I think I touched on that in First Thoughts, is that we think we found, like, the most important place in this show, in all the realms, but we keep finding other important places. Right. The Heart of Oz, or, you know, the Vault, or... Right. Anyway, different right. different things, right. but... So... What getting back to my question about Walsh and Glenda, what did Glenda want from Walsh? Yeah, did she want something? Did she need something? And did she ask for it and she maybe got it but didn't get what she really asked for? So mm-hmm. and anyhow. by the way, she introduced herself as Glinda the Good Witch of the South. Right. Which I didn't pick that up in the fir- the first time we watched it, but mm-hmm. I did this time because I had to go look it up to just to make sure I was correct. In the book, in the movie, in the books, in the movie, it, she's not from the South. She's from the North. Right. So knowing Adam and Eddie and their incredible staff of writers and researchers, there's no way that's an accident. No, no. There's a reason why they're calling her Glinda the Good Witch of the South. Which to me is exact opposite of right. what she should be, I, and the good witch from the north, quote unquote, because she introduced the sisters to Zelina as the one from the north and the east, mm-hmm. and the north had courage or wisdom, and then the other one had courage. Right. So to me, there's something not right about Glinda. Not only that, she's wearing all white, and the other two are wearing dark colored. Dresses just like Zelina. Right. So, what's that all about? Now, 
Dan from EpicFamilyDecals.com yes. sent in a great email with some questions and things. Okay. I don't want to step on his toes, so I will give him credit when we get there. But um, I will get to some points about Glinda in a bit. Okay. My 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 theory. Sure. Crackpot theory or, or sure. not. And we didn't bring this up last time, but I think we'll say it this time because I think it's interesting information, is that the um, actress who plays Glinda, Sunny Mabry, she was married to Ethan Embry. Yes. And those of you that know who Ethan Embry is, he was Greg of Greg and Tamara. Right. <laughs> Grown-up Owen. That is true. So that's – and they're not married anymore. They were married until 2012, which I think is kind of funny. And, but anyway. And this is a bit of a news item. And this – again, I read this on Twitter, so take it with a grain of salt – is little Owen mm-hmm. Benjamin Stockham, yeah, who's in About a Boy, yeah, which is a funny show, by the way. I I believe that show was renewed. Oh well, how nice is that? Uh, again, I I read that on Twitter, so take it with a grain of salt. It, I it could be was. right, I could be wrong. It probably was. It's anyway, a good show. Congrats and to so them, little, little Owen. We, we referred him as Little Owen. It, it is a very funny. He's show. He's adorable. He's very adorable. All right, so Dorothy climbing out of the window of her crushed house mm-hmm. reminded me of the wardrobe that Emma was sent through and little Pinocchio was sent through, mm-hmm. climbing out of a tree or out well, of a wardrobe. Well, yeah, because it was in wardrobe. the midst of trees. It was in the midst of all those trees yeah. and stuff, yeah. So again, mm-hmm. we see another transfer you know, the only person that we know that didn't do that was Zelina. She was in the baby basket. Right, right. So she she landed perfectly in the basket. Yes. I think Glinda used to be bad. And I, I need to credit Dan with that initial thought because he's <laughs> in one of the emails. He goes, are you sure you can trust Zelina, Jeff? Or I'm sorry, Glinda. Glinda. Are you sure you can yeah. trust Glinda, Jeff? And at first I was like. Uh, maybe I, you know, she's good and all this, but as we watched again, I'm starting to kind of come over to where Dan is coming from. Yeah. Oh, I'm with you. I think that Zelina will take Glinda's place. And I think that prophecy was about Glinda being bad Mm, and that Zelina will turn good and replace her. And I also think that, Glinda used to be bad and turned good. And I think we we'll, may see more of that story, perhaps. Right, right. Because a lot of times when you read things like, you know, this this prophecy, you know, uh, a, a good sorceress will come and take the place of the worst evil that Oz has ever known, something like that. And you think, well, that's Zelina. And then you think it's Dorothy. But we say, wait a minute. No. If you... If you see things played out, you go. It's never the obvious. I mean, no. yeah, exactly. only a few times in this show has things have things been the obvious, right? So that's why I'm thinking Glinda has more to. Glinda may be the evil. Glinda may very well be the evil. Yes, and when <clears throat> Dorothy, quote unquote, destroyed Zelina with the water, right? And Glinda kind of came by. And reinterpreted what had happened. Yep. It reminded me of Revenge of the Sith when the Emperor kind of reimagined that when Anakin killed Count Dooku and cut his head off. Sorry, this is, that's what was in the movie. Right. And 
she kind of reinterpreted for, no, no, you've done us a great thing, and you, you must be uh, the prophecy in the book, and come, let's go to Oz now. Yeah, you'll be one of us. Yeah, and it was... It was kind of interesting. And then she the way. decided, and that's when Dorothy said, "No, I want to go home." And mm-hmm. that's how Zelina knew to uh, impersonate the wizard right. to give her the shoes to send her away. And I wondered because I think that whole, Glenda mentioned that the wizard was Walsh, but and I don't know when this whole Dorothy Glenda Zelina as a wizard thing happened. Was it before or after? Glenda made the comment to Zelina about you understand what I'm I'm getting at? No, say it again. Because the the last time that they were in that room mm-hmm. and they were talking about the wizard and Walsh. Right. Z- Glenda said that I'm glad that you turned that trickster into a monkey because he tricked a lot of people as right. the wizard him, of Oz. Right, give him false so hope. So my thinking is she should have already known that the wizard of Oz was a fake. This time, when they went back, no. when she went back with Dorothy. And here's why. Because when she said to Dorothy at the well, she said, um, I thought the wizard was a monkey. Dorothy said that. I'm pretty sure right, she said, okay. I thought the well, wizard was a monkey. Okay. She turned him into a monkey. And he said, and she said, yes, but with Zelina gone, now he should okay. be restored to his all right, uniform. All right, got it, got it. I'm glad you're on this and that's podcast why, you help me. And that's why Zelina, sitting there in a pool of goo, green yep. goo, was able to figure out how to easily trick okay. them into thinking that it was the wizard. Sorry I missed that. I knew that before, right. but anyway. so And that's how she was able to turn around and banish, Dor- uh, banish Glinda. Yes. I, I, don't have, <laughs> I do not have screenshots. And again, this is kind of off the top of my head. I yeah. did not research it after we watched it again, but... The pattern on the floor of the Oz meeting room, whatever you would call that presenting room. The throne room. Throne room reminded me a bit of the pattern on the Sister Witch table. I don't know if there's a connection there, but... If it's supposed to be the heart of Oz and he's in the middle of Oz, then yeah, that makes sense that it would have a similar pattern because it's, you know, whatever's going on there is going on there. So there's that. All right, so it was interesting to see Gold back in his shop. Yeah. It's been a long yeah. time. Yeah. And he was going through his things again. And I noticed that when <clears throat> uh, Bell kind of made him or asked him to promise yeah. to not go after Zelina. All he said was, oh, Bell. He didn't say, yeah, he said, oh, Bell, da, 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 I'll try. Yeah, he didn't. He never promised. He never promised at all. So. He never promised. And I have one more thing, okay. which I picked up. Um, and it's back in the throne room with Zelina. And when she sends Dorothy to Can- back home to Kansas, her pendant turned green. Yes. When right. she banished, when she banished Glinda, her pendant turned green. Right. Which, if that's the case, and she and she she didn't take Glinda's powers, it didn't seem, or did she? Because if she did, and they assumed themselves into. Um, if, if that's how she, she her pendant turned green was because she absorbed Glinda's power, then Glinda is the heart of Oz. But okay, you she didn't. She didn't want Glinda's power though. She didn't no, envy Glinda's power. No, 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 no she didn't. But I'm yeah. saying when she took when she banished her, why couldn't okay. Glinda send herself away? And All and right. here's the, here's the other thing. Here's the uh, another bigger question. Glinda's supposed to be a good witch. How come she can't defeat Zelina? Right. 
Do, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. If Zelina's so powerful, maybe Glinda's a fake, just like the wizard. And that's why I think, yeah. And that's why I think you can't trust her, mm-hmm. because I think she's assuming something, but you can't trust her because she's not really a witch. Maybe she's not even human. I don't even yeah. know. All I know is... If she was a if she was a good witch, she should have been able to act. And if any of the witches had any kind of, the three of them together couldn't defeat Walsh, right? The three the fake trickster, the three of them couldn't defeat you know Zelina when she started getting out of control. I just struggle with that whole thing because then that tells me they're not really witches. I think Glinda's so a who trickster. Are they? I think Glinda's a trickster. I think she looks like the part and plays the part, but I don't think she. Is that even though? Anyway, I agree. It's with not. You. A, it's not a full theory. It's just kind no, of my just, my thought. It's just so. something that kind of comes through. Is that now that I'm watching this again, I'm going wait 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 wait. Yeah, <laughs> hold up here, because <laughs> there's things about her that don't that don't sit right. All right, and I think we can continue. And she's lovely, and that's what I think is interesting about her. She has this carries this you know white right. heat, white light, white everything, which suggests innocence. She should be the one who should be innocent because she's the one wearing white. That's what I'm saying. But well, they all they all have white pendant. Uh, but anyway, let, let's let's jump into emails, anyway. and we can con- okay. certainly no no no. I'm just this, I, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty much done. I was just I want to bring these things out. So I got to get to dance like <laughs> keep. Stepping on his. Anyway, here we go. go. Hi, Captain. I see some email coming our way. All right. And the first email coming our way is from Alina. Thank you, Alina, for that. Uh, She says that my theory is that Emma and Hook get stuck in the past Enchanted Forest, where they mess up the timeline and have to put everything right. And that would definitely make sense. You know, Zelina is talking about going back in time. We know the trouble that time travel and changing things can have. We've talked about Back to the Future a number of times already. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Throughout the well, show. And the so. fact that the green smoke from, you know, which we assume is Zelina coming out of the the crypt going into the barn area and going back and swirling into the you know the ground there through that vortex or at least opening up the vortex somehow right. that to me yeah uh, and yeah it'll be interesting to see what happens and i did remember that the uh <clears throat> what bay fell into there was a tweet from jane espenson she said that 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 portal may look like a cyclone way back. Mm-hmm. Remember when? Yeah. yeah. So anyway. You're, you're talking about the one they fell through. Yes. Which is exactly what I kept saying is mm-hmm. I think that's the same one that Zelina ended up coming. Okay. That, the one, that's one that grabbed Zelina and took her to Oz. Okay. That's what I think. All right. That's just me. The next email is from Dan. And here we go. Uh, why do you think Gold gave a fake dagger back to Bell? Couldn't he have just kept the real dagger when Bell gave it to him and be done with it? Does this mean Gold has some other motive in giving Bell what she thought was the dagger? Uh, just a move to enhance the proposal seems odd. I think that he did it because I think he wants her to not be suspicious because she will see his true nature and see what's going on in him. She always has been able to. Right. And so she'll she'll be suspicious if he keeps the dagger for himself. Mm-hmm. 
That's and what it, I think. And I, it's, it's not a good way to start out a relationship no. or a marriage. So just letting you know, don't trick your wife like that. But no. Future wife. Definitely no. But who else was involved in this little ruse, by the way? Regina. Regina. But Regina wasn't involved. It wasn't a ruse, though. That's the whole point. Regina, I don't think Regina gave it to Belle thinking that. No, no, no. Well, what I mean is he tricked Regina oh, into he thinking did, it was yes, a real you're one. You're right. You're right. You know, and Regina, you would think, could kind of see past that and say, you know what? You're come on. Well, I don't you know trust what? You. Uh, remember, so. he learned from his dad. Yep. Follow the lady. Okay, why did, second question, why did you assume that the book Glenda had was not Henry's book? I've watched the episode back, but I don't believe she stated it was the book of Oz's history. It was a book of all past, present, and future. But maybe I missed something. If not, this would give an insight into the origins of Henry's book. I I understand what you're saying. Mm -hmm. It didn't have the cover like we've seen. Right. But... He probably has a point here. Well, it could be the basis for it. Correct. Something. It could very well be that. Mm-hmm. It could be that because it had it clearly in and of itself had a it had past, present, and well, Can't, it had future events in it. Right. I don't know about present so much, but it had future events for sure. So perhaps. You know, maybe, How do we know? Maybe it was the past version of that book that Henry got, maybe. Maybe. Maybe it was the first incarnation of it. Or, more importantly, what if that's the real um, history? Hmm. If, if there's a record keeper of the past, present, and future of Oz, who's the record keeper of the past, present, and future yeah. of Enchanted Forest? Right. And, and if it's all one book, we still have an outstanding question of who wrote that. So. Correct. And even if it's not. But I, someone has said here, or maybe it was you, maybe it's magic that's writing the book. And that's what I'm saying. So I, maybe it could be uh, very well magic. I mean, maybe the book in and of itself is magical and enchanted. We know it's enchanted somehow, but I mean, maybe it's like an actual like being that is mm-hmm. stuck in book form. I don't hmm. know. All right. Next question. Last week, they dissolved flying monkeys with fireballs. This week, they show mercy for their friends. Uh, maybe that explains where Rapunzel and Blackbeard went. Well, and that's what I kept saying is, are, did they kill those monkeys when they dissolved them with fireballs? Were they, were they destroyed or were they just transported somewhere else? I think he meant shot them with guns, but I understand what Well, same thing, about. because yeah. no, because Regina did dissolve with fireballs. Okay. She did, she got rid of one with a fireball, okay. at least one or maybe two, and then guns were the other three or four, and a sword was charming through the sword, just like he did yes. through Regina. Right, right. So my question is, and did it destroy them, kill them? They're gone forever, and if so, then maybe they did end up killing Philip and Aurora and Blackbeard and a bunch of other people. But if not, the the only thing I'll say is there was a scene where Walsh kind of. Emerge from the ground. Exactly. That's my point. In this kind of you know mysterious when, smoky when, thing. Well, when right. Emma whacked him with right. the chair, yep. he disappeared like the same way, kind of similar to the way they did. So that's what I'm saying is that does that move them from that location to somewhere else? Mm-hmm. Ter- temporarily move them, you know, from place to place. That's all I can think of. Yeah. Because and... I can't imagine they would just kill those characters just randomly. I mean, but then again, you know. <laughs> right. 
So, yeah, where did Rapunzel and Blackbeard go? I I mean, the last time we saw Rapunzel, she was with her parents in their Mm -hmm. kingdom there. But Blackbeard... I, I don't know. I don't recall seeing Blackbeard turn into a monkey. No, 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 no. What he means is, what he meant was, if they if the monkeys disappeared, right? Yeah. They went somewhere else, and then I think he's just saying, well, that's where Rapunzel and Blackbeard went. I mean, they're just kind of, you know. Right, but I'm thinking in terms of if they got turned into flying monkeys. Oh no, no, no. Yeah, no. And I didn't, uh, I didn't see that. Blackbeard, you know, may still be playable at some other point. I oh, don't I, know. I would be very inclined to think that's the case. <sighs> I, I don't know. They, they, they haven't really created a huge story arc from those two characters, and it's kind of sad. Yeah. But uh, Dorothy, either by the way, unless we see Dorothy later. Yeah, All maybe. Right. So the prophecy, assuming Zelina has been defeated, which I have no clue if she has or isn't, either Zelina was not Oz's ultimate evil, the prof- the prophecy was referring to, or if she was, and if she actually had been defeated, does that mean at some point in the past Rumpel was also sent to Oz in via a tornado? I don't remember the specific wording to the prophecy, so I suppose... They may get around to it somehow. And could the tornado the prophecy was referring to actually be a portal? Their shapes are similar. And I I think the answer to that last question is yes. Yeah, possible. Based on the tweet from uh, Jane Espenson a while back. And plus just the look of it. I, you know, it's a, it's a swirly hole. And it could look like a cyclone or tornado. So do you think maybe... Uh, gold went back to Oz in time? Maybe. Maybe. It's possible. It's very possible. But I think you're definitely on the right track that I think Zelina was not the ultimate evil. And I think she will turn good. It may, she may have a struggle here and there, but I think she will turn good. And I think she will use the second chance that Regina gave her it's funny, well, yeah, if you look at this now, Snow kept trying to give Regina second chances all, I mean, second, third, fourth, fifth, 25 million chances. Yep. She's the one who did that. Now it's Regina who's giving Zelina multiple chances. Yeah. All right. Uh, side note. But to I the- will say this. Oh, wait, sorry, sorry, sorry. Speaking of Regina, mm-hmm. when she put the pendant in the uh, box and shoved the box in. Yeah. She had a grin on her face. Yeah, that's I true. I didn't quite care for that grin. It was a little too evil almost. I don't know if it was that she was proud of herself for I having think she done may have good. set up. I think she may have set up Zelina for something. I don't know. Maybe. What. I don't know. Re- Regina's magic of late and her preparation for things is kind of reminding me of, and sorry, I'm just being honest here, Emma's little secret power. Special power. Oh, maybe. I don't know. It's just not. I can't the tell. Best. I can't tell if Regina's grin was an evil grin or a "I'm so proud of what I did. I did the right thing," kind of a thing. Yeah, we know blood magic won't work, but I, I, I imagine that Regina has some kind of other cool little potion of trap maybe. or something. Yeah, maybe. All right. Thank you, Dan, for that. Yeah, oh, and one more uh, point: your theory that Dorothy was the actual evil the prophecy was referring to. Making Zelina the savior is an extremely interesting thought. I wonder how they would bring Dorothy back and explain that evil she was going to bring. 
As of now, we could put Dorothy in the throwaway category with Blackbeard and Rapunzel. Yeah, yeah. They're like in a, a in a weird green room. They're all just yeah, sitting maybe. there. <laughs> maybe. All right. Uh, the next email is from Mai. All right, uh, and she. There's a lot of good points. There was one thing I wanted to read initially from a link to a blog post. Uh, first of all, and this is from the blog post. Uh, first of all, we know Rumple, Regina, and Charming were the Scarecrow, Tin Man, and Cowardly Lion from Oz, mm-hmm. the, the representation from the story of Oz. What I found cool about this is the Scarecrow was made of straw, which was in need of a brain. Rumple spent straw into gold, and Zelina stole his brain. Regina was the Tin Man because the whole missing heart thing uh, in the movie... But in the movie, they originally find the Tin Man under a bunch of apple trees. Mm-hmm. Also, when the Tin Man is singing his song about wanting a heart, he sings, I be friends with the sparrow and the boy who shoots the arrows. Hmm. So, uh, third, Charming was a cowardly lion in the movie. And the lion, okay, coward was, Charming was a cowardly lion. In the movie, the lion sings of wanting to uh, find his courage and become the king of the forest, which Charming technically is. Yes. So I'm going to have a link to this really cool blog post about that. Nice. All right. So let's see. Regina and the White Magic. I was originally opposed to this and saw it was too easy and I was like, but she has no heart. But the way it happened was reasonable enough, and it brought up some worry points, so I was okay with it. The The scene was fantastic, and we all knew it had to be Regina that defeated Zelina, just like Rumpel had to defeat Pan. It's personal. Mm-hmm. The, what I noticed, is what you noticed, <clears throat> is that Robin Hood grabbed Regina's heart, yep. which looked very brighter now oh much it wasn't as dark or black as we've seen because he was holding her heart in his hand right and i believe that his love infused into her heart and that's how she was able to turn on the Mm -hmm. white light yep so that's that's what i wanted to integrate here Mm -hmm. yeah all right in defense of emma so let's kind of go through this a lot of people are frustrated with emma's emma and that's a lot of people are frustrated with Emma, and that's all right. We're supposed to be. We need to understand where she's coming from. This is a woman who has been broken many times, and she is right now terrified of opening herself up again. Let me tell you something about a person with walls. We lash out at those who want to pass through them. True. Mm-hmm. Killian Jones sees right through her walls, and that scares her. He can see through her lies and half-truths. Emma wants to stay, but she is scared to. Deep down, she knows that she can't go back to New York. Emma Swan has always been looking for a home, and the closest she's ever gotten to it is New York. So, of course, she wants to go back to that feeling she knows she can never have. Um, And, you know, I think that's true, and it really fits with her personality. Yeah. Being scared and kind of sure. going back to what is comfortable. Lost girl. Mm-hmm. Right. All right. 
so uh, this is some Captain Swan thoughts. It it was not true love's kiss, but at the same time, it really wasn't CPR. But there was definitely magic, a magic bump and a ring. Okay. Hmm. It wasn't true love's kiss because Emma isn't believing in herself at the moment. She needed Killian alive. She needed to save him, but she wasn't thinking of using her magic because at the moment she wasn't believing in herself. The other alternative is that the curse isn't gone yet. The curse was on Emma's magic. Killian's lips were just a poison apple that Zelina used to cast it. I wonder how Emma's going to get her magic back. Yeah. Now, here's the interesting thing. I did notice this other thing, too. When she when she pulled him out of the water and she's shaking him, she says, come back to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So whether she consciously realizes it or not, she actually does want to be with him. She loves him, I think. And I think that she that's why she saved him. A, a lot of these, and this is the point that Mai's making here, a lot of these things have multiple parts to it. Mm -hmm. For instance, uh, Emma loses her magic so she can accept not only the importance of it, but acknowledge her feelings for Killian. So there's a lot of different moving parts to this. I think in some ways she wanted to lose her magic Mm -hmm. because it it would make it so much easier for her to go to New York if she didn't have to deal with having the magic. So again, she's running away because she's actually starting to feel uncomfortable because she knows she could actually potentially have happiness here in Storybrooke with Hook mm. and her snarky with you. I don't think he, I mean, I think, you know, yeah, of course, on some level he was saying, yeah, happiness with me. That's what he was thinking about. But I think in general, he doesn't care whether he, she's with him or not. He just wants her happy. He loves her that much that he wants her to be happy. So I think she just, her snarkiness was, are you basically asking me to be with you? Because I don't want that, which she really does. I honestly believe she really just wants to be with him. That's what I think. All right. I'm going to read uh, two more portions and then we will move on. I'll post it all in the show notes. Okay. She went from Emma. She went from not wanting anything to do with magic with using it in season three to using it in season three. Yeah. She went from, the walled off love to embracing it. All of season three was all about giving Emma the balance she needed in life. She is now all magic or all regular person. Emma is both, which refers back to the whole season two thing. I thought that was very interesting because they're all both. Yeah. Now, I mean, completely. And especially Emma with the whole magic part of it. And even with Regina's comment, about being a hero and that being challenged, she goes, well, I am today. Mm-hmm. So she understands just like, you know, the, the Glenda and, and all that discussion of you can choose to be good or evil. It's your choice to be whatever you really want to be, to choose your destiny or choose right. away from it. Right. So uh, Emma chose, Emma knows because she chose love over magic, just like charming chose snow over the crown. Think about it. Regina chose revenge and power over showing love as a mother at one point. Right. Rumpel chose power over showing love as father to Bay. Love is the most important thing in life, not the power one possesses, whether it be the crown or magic. Charming has said his love must be fought for. That love must be fought for, and that, and that is what he does. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, giving Killian CPR and knowing what happens with when the lips touch is fighting the urge to keep her power so she can have life with love. So, mm-hmm. and it was a cho- I mean, that's what um, Zelina said. Choose wisely. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, the next email is from Brad. So Which- he. Who, who, all, who? Where do we hear choose wisely? Well, uh, Indiana Jones yep. and the Last Crusade. Right. So, yeah. All right. This email is from Brad, and here are the things he learned from the episode Kansas. Number one, Regina was struggling with fireball. Dis- Let me try it again. Number one, Regina was struggling with fireball dysfunction disorder. <laughs> Number two, it is possible to spin your brains out. Knew that. <laughs> Number three, couches and bales of hay are very convenient when your opponent is magically throwing you across the room. Isn't that the truth? Yeah. Number four, Little John was not part of the Flying Monkey Massacre at the docks. Right. Number five, Colleen's fake dagger theory a while back finally came true. Yes. Remember how I said oh, Rumple was going to, there was a fake one? Yeah, I even said they hit them all over town. It would yeah. it would have been fun. That would have been, been kind one of over fun. here and one there. And I got one. They're all <laughs> fake. All right. Uh, his observations. Henry says that Emma can't sleep in her car, which is which is exactly what she was doing in season one before Mary Margaret asked her to stay with her. Yep. Yep. Before Emma goes to try and de- defeat Zelina, Henry tells her defeating bad guys is what you do. He has always seen her as the savior or a superhero. Yep. He will be very disappointed in her if she decides to give up everything just to live a normal life. Any superhero that has ever tried to hang up his or her cape and cowl has done so with consequences. Yep. It's not long before they realize they were never meant to live a normal life. Heroes know that they have a responsibility with the powers they've given, they've been given, and to just sit back and do nothing goes against everything they claim to stand for. In other words, Emma will never come back. Emma will never either. I'm sorry. Emma will either come back on her or will pay the price to try to hide mm-hmm. from it. Yep. So I'm having a tough time reading today. I guess so. It's all right, baby. <sighs> anyway. Uh, all right, so it reminds me of uh, Spider-Man Two mm-hmm. or like S- any Superman Two. Yeah, any number of superhero after movies. After the initial, like, yeah, no, you know, it's like I think I want a normal life. Superman wanted to get married, and then right. just things just well, and as bad. and as Uncle Ben told Peter, with great power comes great responsibility. Yep. And as Catwoman said, I don't even want to remember what Catwoman said, the movie. All right, the next part. <laughs> this should have been one of Regina's best episodes, and it was up until the end. Henry's line, once upon a time you were a villain, Mom, but you changed, you're a hero now. Broke my heart. Regina's using light magic was phenomenal. Not only killing Zelina, but calling yourself a hero was even more astounding. That's why the ending had me so puzzled when she puts... The pendant in her vault, she smiles and laughs while the evil queen music is playing. Can the writers not make up their minds? They show this amazing arc to redemption and then undermine it with this. What are they trying to say with this? That Regina is caught changing, but you never know. I just didn't get it. I told myself 
that it was a smile because she was a hero for once. But if that was the case, there's much better ways to do it. Light magic comes from good, which she obviously has. So why tease us otherwise? Maybe the fans. <laughs> uh, hopefully it is nothing, but I know this will probably confuse a lot of people yep. as well. Well, and I just talked about that a little while ago because yep. it just bothered me. Now that we've seen Zoom, man, I'm not drinking anything either. I know that's what's scary. Maybe you should. Oh my god! <laughs> it's too uh, early now, in the morning for that. Now that we've seen Dorothy come to Oz in a green slight sly clone cyclone. Wow. <laughs> I'm glad tomorrow is the uh, finale, man. Maybe it was Zelina that produced the one that brought her to Oz. Yep. I, you know, she probably did. I don't know how. A magical child from the beginning, which is kind of an amazing thing, because we've only always seen people with magical ability, but they had to learn how to use it. So Right. But anyway. Emma had the magical ability right. before she ever learned how to use it. Yeah. But I don't know. You're four year old or one year old, six months year old. Well, you know, Jedi a... Jedi were trained very young. Uh, yeah. So All right. go with that. So the scene with Rumple and Bell was so genuine, but it had but it was undercut by the reveal. Bell said she would give him the dagger if he promised not to kill Zelina. He knew he could not keep his promise, so instead he proposed and told her he trusted her with his heart but then used the moment to give her a fake dagger so he would be free to exact vengeance for Bay. I believe Rumpel really does love Belle and may not even want to marry her, but after seeing what he said to Zelina, a beautiful and much overdue Rumbell scene, lost its innocence and became dirty and detestable. I fully expected Rumpelstiltskin to avenge his son's death by killing Zelina, but what I did not expect was for him to lie and used Bell the way he did, like she was nothing. He betrayed her trust, and after she stood by him all this time, maybe we will find out that coming back from the dead has left him with more of a dark one and less of Rumple. I thought his character was changing, but at this point, I no longer believe Rumple deserves Bell. You reap what you sow, and he has sown in lies and distrust. If this is how he treats his true love, what hope does he have? This is truly a disheartening scene. Yeah, yeah I have to agree. I did not follow Twitter. And but I, I love Rumple, but at the same yeah. time, I'm like, oh, so disappointed in him right now. From what I understand, the, the Twitter was a Twitter about that very mm -hmm. subject. I'm sure it was. All right. In the barn, when the beautiful one tries to attack them, Robin told David, remember those creatures are our friends, to which David responds, don't worry, I'll use a gentle touch. <laughs> are we watching a different show than last week? Up until a curious thing, I couldn't buy this line, but not after they shot, burned, and stabbed all the ones on the dock. This is inconsistent and makes no sense at all. Are the writers actually conversing with each other? This conversation made me laugh at the absurdity of it. Yeah. But again, again, we keep saying, you know, we don't know if that whole stabbing, burning, and and shooting killed those monkeys. We don't know. Right. I know. Like I said, there's probably a green room with monkeys somewhere. All right, theories. This is based on the preview for next week, so if there's some people that didn't watch it, 
I wanted to forewarn them. This could be potentially spoilery. But by the time this is put out, oh, I know. the day before, you know. So yeah. if you don't like spoilers, pause it until after you've seen next week's episode. Right. So we saw at the end of the episode that Zelina's time portal was open. After watching the preview for next week, I believe that Emma and Hook will be sucked through the time portal, sending them to the past. <clears throat> the past. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what up, Peter Brady? Point, I know. <laughs> At this point, it may take on the Back to the Future 2 type vibe. And I did talk about an ulti- alternate reality kind of a thing. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. So that yeah, could yeah, be. Yeah. We see Rumpelstiltskin in his gold persona talking to Emma, who's wearing a hood and asking her, what have you done? And we also see Snow and Charming meeting for the first time again, mm-hmm. and the evil queen back to her old self. At one point, it appears that Hook is actually punching himself, followed by Emma being escorted out of the castle uh, by Regina's guards. If all this is true, Hook and Emma must make sure Charming and Snow stay together. Any little thing they do to change the past and Rumble might not be too happy about this. Is this where we're going? I like it. What if they could possibly jump to different time periods of each character's timeline? Wow, anything could happen. Emma could actually see what everything used to be like living in the Enchanted Forest while trying to make sure her existence is not compromised. Hmm. Mm-hmm. That would be interesting. Uh, so, burning questions. Who is the real sorceress of Oz? I I don't know I still yet. think it's Glinda. Yeah. I yeah. don't trust Glinda now. Yeah. After this re-watching it again, I don't trust her. All right. Uh, so, Brad had another email he quickly emailed to me. Uh, he said, there was speculation that Dorothy's slippers were gold and Zelina's were silver. I compared the two... And Dorothy's do appear to be more gold, but it could also be just the lighting. Although it would be great a great twist if the slippers were gold and they took Dorothy elsewhere, some somewhere elsewhere that from than Kansas. So he included a screenshot for that. Yes, nice. I noticed that the opening music this week was played higher than usual in the past. Shows like Fringe had the color of the opening credits signified where the story would be told, past, present, future, alternate, earth, etc. Others have suggested as well that this could be an indication of what the episode will be about. I've Hmm. included both openings for you to compare. So I have Hmm. that somewhere. All right, here we go. They change keys very clearly. Mm-hmm. Yep. Very clearly. So that is very interesting. Thank you for that, yeah. Brad. And we have a voicemail. Here we go. Hey, Jeff and Colleen. It's Dave from Michigan. I've just been... I watched the episode from last weekend, and finale's coming up, and I have a prediction kind of thing that I think might just pan out this week. 
So we know that the book that Glenn, that Galinda wrote, read from said that a powerful witch would come in via cyclone to destroy the most evil thing, or most evil person, or the, the greatest evil, whatever she said exactly. I don't remember. Okay, and so they assumed that that was Dorothy. But Dorothy wasn't a witch. That was all the hoax. So, at the end of the episode of, that we just watched, Zelina's essence was released from the pendant and created the portal. My thought process is that Zelina went through the portal as she created it with her essence, and so she'll be back in fairy tale land or Oz, wherever that portal is going to take her. And then you're going to, we're going to find um, that, what's her name? The commercial showed Emma and Hook in fairy tale land clothes. So my thought is that the powerful witch that's going to destroy the most evil thing in the world is going to be Emma, as she's going to go back with Hook and be following the path that Zelina was, was in. And so that she's going to have to destroy Zelina back in Fairytale Land, and she's back because she'll have gone to Fairytale Land, so she'll no longer be bound by the laws of Storybrooke. And I think that the setup for season four is going to be that something that they do in the past is going to change the future for when they get back and they think everything is all taken care of. Maybe, for example. Something they did makes it so that Henry wasn't born, or that the that Henry was a little girl, or something like that. It'll be something that they've got to fix, and they've got to figure out how to fix it because they weren't the ones who cast the spell to go back in the past, and so now they're gonna to have to figure out how to do it, or how to make how to make that change again. That's my thought. Just wonder what you guys thought, and I can't wait to hear the episode and then watch the finale on Sunday. <sighs> can't believe this is the last episode for the next few months. Ugh, oh, I'm sad. All right, guys. Bye. Thank you, Thank Dave. You. Yeah, I, I got to watch that ending again. I got to watch the preview again to see exactly what's going on. I mean, I did see Emma being the one sucked into the vortex at the end there. So I, I didn't catch the hook thing being with her there. So I need to watch that. But I did see well, the whole Charming and Snow and definitely what I'm now wondering is if in fact Emma's going to go back and like you said a whole Back to the Future kind of a thing where we're going to see she's going to be watching it and she's got to make sure that you know things get done properly so that and, and I do agree with him that I do think Emma is a player in all mm-hmm. this. Oh sure. And I do think that the things that we've obviously the people that think that the promos for next week are a spoiler, we have spoiled you. Yeah. And I'm sorry, sorry. about that, but I kind of did warn before right. Brad's email. But anyhow, it looks to me like you're you know right on target. And then we, we are going to see something where things have to happen in a certain way. But when you get when you're transported back in the past, you want to change certain things and you might not think about the repercussions of it. Right. Which is what we've seen just in discussions about being good and bad. It's all about choice. And so the choice you make now mm-hmm. affects things in the future. You don't think about it. You don't think about it. But when you get right. back there, just like Dave's saying, right. 
Yeah. And what I'm wondering is if, in fact, there are changes, will it be that Henry was never born or will it be even worse that um, now her little brother's never born? And, I mean, there's all kinds of possibilities. And more than likely, it's also probably going to be that they, for some reason, can't go back, right, to fix it. Maybe. And then yeah. they have to do something really incredible, hard to collect a bunch of different things to make a spell to go back. I mean, because everybody keeps saying you can't go back in time. You cannot change the past. You can't. But maybe you can. We've talked about this before. I think maybe not this year or whatever, but there's a movie called Sliding Doors. And Mm -hmm. it shows that based on whether you miss a train or actually catch the train, it shows the parallel life of this one woman and what she goes through. And it's fascinating how you end up in the same spot somehow. So anyway. Well, we just had a knock at the door. And uh, anyhow, so we're back now. Again, thank you, Dave, for that. Yes. And we will continue. We have an audio message from Brad, and I will find that quickly. Here it is. Congratulations to David and Mary Margaret on their new baby boy. There are so many names they could go with. I'm just hoping one of them isn't Lampwick. Good day, Jeff and Colleen, and fans of the podcast. This is Brad with my thoughts on Kansas. There was a lot to like in this episode, but there was also some moments that had me frustrated. The biggest one is Emma. Now, I have loved her since the beginning, but this is the first time I honestly couldn't stand her. The way she was treating Hook was completely unacceptable. Doesn't she care that the reason he didn't tell her about his cursed lips was because Zelina said she would kill Henry if he did? And if he did go along with kissing her, she would be powerless and everyone would be put in danger. He did what he thought was right, but instead of thanking him and understanding he was put into a difficult position, she belittles him by saying she has magic and all he has is one hand. When David tries to stand up for him, she says that's because he knows about keeping secrets from loved ones. Man, that hurt. Now she's taking jabs at her father when all he was trying to do was state the obvious. Once they got out to Zelina's house, she tells Hook, I did what you manipulated me into. Really? So Hook manipulated her into protecting and helping her family? Wow, what a scoundrel. What on earth was he thinking? Usually when you manipulate someone, you're doing it for yourself. And I failed to see how this was a selfish act on his part at all. But it didn't stop there. She even went after Henry. If it wasn't for him, she wouldn't even know about her family. She doesn't care or respect his opinion and reduces him to just a kid who wants chocolate milk in his cereal. She's talking about the same boy that helped her break the first curse. She pretends like she is not interested in Hook. By telling Zelina, the next time you try and take my power, why don't you try enchanting the lips of someone I'll actually kiss? And if you listen closely, you can hear the sound of Killian's heart being crushed. Regina and Robin were not getting along in the Enchanted Forest, but that was playful banter. This was just Emma being annoying and unappreciative. Selena's dig at her. You can keep your magic, which makes you oh so sad. Or you can save the man that you can't wait to run away from was spot on and needed to be said. Even the villains realized that Emma is being overdramatic. And she carried it all the way to the end of the episode where she told Hook, I won't need my magic in New York. Did you see Hook's face as he tried to force a smile? I just wanted to tell him, it's okay, brother. She didn't mean it. We know that both of them are about to be spending lots of time with each other. So let's get on with this love story already and stop talking about New York. All in all, half of this episode I really loved and the other half was filled with questionable actions and continuity errors. But I still can't get enough of it. 
and the season finale looks like it's going to be amazing. Finally, Mother's Day is this Sunday, and you may be a mother who adopted a baby like Regina. You may be like Emma, who gave her baby away, but later was able to rekindle that relationship. You may be a mother with a newborn like Snow, or maybe you're celebrating being a mother for the first time like Aurora. Whatever the case may be, as a mother, you share a special bond. Whether they're one or 51, they will always be your baby. A mother is very special, so remember to love your children unconditionally and teach them that good is not born, it's made. So help them to make those good decisions. As Adam and Eddie air the season finale of season three on Mother's Day once again this year, watch it together as a family and share in the magic and the love. Happy Mother's Day to all the fans of Once Upon a Time. Until we sail again for one more voyage, this is Brad shoving off. Wonderful. Great. Yep. Yep. Thank you, Brad. That was really good. And I, I have to agree with him about Emma. Yeah. She really pissed me off this episode because she was unbelievably mean. And it's not just this episode. I mean, the last one where she snapped at Henry, that had me frustrated too. So I don't know what's going on with Emma other than, I mean, okay, I get the, on the other hand, she's had a tough life and she's, you know, she's gone through some difficult stuff and she's put up those walls. I totally get that. But she had let those walls down. And so her being just mean this, this episode to everybody was just, that was kind of a little over the top. And I said that before because yeah. that, just, and I agree with him. I, I've loved Emma from the beginning too, but wow, she was beyond mean. She was very snarky and mean. Yeah, the question about the monkeys and and all that definitely, yeah. So, and it wasn't even like good snarky; it was mean snarky. Right, right, right. So yeah, there's there was a, a lot of things that have been brought out for sure that we have questions about and also yeah. frustrations with. But um, okay, thank you so much for that. Yep. I have an iTunes review. Thanks. I want to give to Juicy Cass. Thank you very much. For your iTunes review, it encourages us, and especially with the five-star rating, it helps us be seen by more people uh, that can find our podcast as well. I want to send big love out to everyone, whether you're a new listener, old listener, listener for just a Mm -hmm. little bit of time. Thank you so much. However you found us, we really appreciate you being out there, and especially for the moms. Tomorrow is Mother's Day. We want to wish you... Big love and happy Mother's Day yep. as well. And uh, we're all in this together. This is almost coming to the conclusion of season three. Yep. So however you're going to have fun tomorrow, let's have fun tomorrow. Have some little bitty parties here and there of uh, watching the finale together. And I just want to give a little quick shout out to Amanda and Britt from Once Upon a Podcast. They're Going to watch it uh, together. Uh, Amanda flew out to go visit Britt, and uh, they're going to watch it in Oklahoma. Very nice. Land sweeping down the plane, whatever that yes. song is. <laughs> Where the wind comes sweeping down the that's, plane. That's right. <laughs> so anyway. Um, and the waving wheat can sure smell sweet. Yeah. So, so that's going to be fun. They're going to be tweeting like crazy and all that kind of stuff. So we're all going to be just nutty tomorrow for once upon a time but uh yes as brad said spend time with your mom call her you know send flowers spend some time uh give her a hug thank her and uh make it a great day so anyway that's all 
We will be talking at you soon. And when you just, I want to set everybody up. So when we do, we're going to do first thoughts tomorrow Mm -hmm. for the final two episodes. Then we will do the main show for uh, the snow drifts next Saturday. Mm -hmm. So when you send your feedback for the two finale episodes, please put the name of the episode in the subject line. This is going to help me not go crazy. Right. So thank you for that. Right. Because we're splitting up the the further thoughts or um, right main show. Main show. Uh, we're, we're okay. So next Saturday we're doing the main show for snow drifts. The following Saturday we're going to do, do the main show for no place like home. Right. Okay. So we'll take a, kind of a bit of a break and get everything right because otherwise we'd end up with a two hour show for both. Yeah. So and first thoughts tomorrow may end up being a two hour show. Well, it probably we're going to split it up. We're going to split it up. Okay. We're going to do first thoughts for uh, snow so drifts. That's going to be an episode. And then we'll record the first thoughts for no place like home. So you will get two first thoughts, okay. two separate shows of the first thoughts for the final two finales tomorrow night. We will be up most of the night. <laughs> I have taken the day off from work as so has Colleen yes. just to recuperate from all the recording and watching and notes and goodness. We, we do this for our listeners. Yeah, we yes. make sacrifices for our listeners. Yes, because uh, we care, and we're all fans just like yeah. you. So, so yeah, that's all I wanted to say. That's it. Thanks, guys, and we will be talking at you soon. Bye. Tomorrow night, as a matter of fact. Bye. Bye. Well, mates. Thank ye for joining us for the Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast. This be a Roni's own media production. We want to hear from you. Our website be onceuponatimepodcast.com. Our email be feedback at onceuponatimepodcast.com. Our voicemail line be 657-333-0626. So tell other oncers that this be the place to be. Until we sail again, big love to you all, and we'll see you later. With me, good eye, of course.